Hey everybody, welcome to the Mary and Tom Show. I'm Tom. I'm Mary. This is our show. This is our Christmas special. It's our Christmas special. Tom has told me I cannot talk about dinosaurs. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> you said, no, you said you wouldn't, you said you had nothing dinosaur related to talk no about. You no dinosaurs written there. I do. <laughs> you told me I was not allowed to talk that about was, dinosaurs. No, that was after you said. You no, said, that was before I said. No. Yes, that was before. You, you said... You had nothing dinosaur-related to talk about. I said, okay, I'm going to write no dinosaurs here. No, you had already so you started writing no dinosaurs because you were on dino when I said, I don't have anything. I don't have any dinosaur-related No, I had to find the pen. No, that happened after. No, it happened at the same time. I have a witness. He's right there. And he's standing on the table staring at us while we're recording. He's too skinny. He is too skinny. He needs to put some weight on. Yeah. So we just came back from my grandmother's house from... That uh, Christmas Eve uh, celebrate is it celebration I, the word? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it at all. Okay. So you can go ahead and talk about it. I can go ahead and talk about <laughs> it. Okay. We have relatives and they have children, like small people. And one of the small people was punching everybody. And then a lot of our relatives were punching him back. And it was like... They were goading him into it. Yeah. It was, it was like a lot more violence than I'm used to seeing. Yeah, but he's like two and a half. No, he, he has to be. He's in school. Is he in school? Okay, so he's six, seven. He's not that old. I don't know how old people are. He's not even talking very well, so he's maybe four. He's really a vicious little kid. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of that. When I was a little kid, now I was a weird kid. I didn't talk until I was four or so and I was a very quiet kid I just sat there and read or or looked sad I remember when I was a little older my mother was like you have to go outside stop stop reading that book you have to go outside so I went outside with my book I read my book outside I wasn't really a rambunctious child and even my my siblings I don't remember Christmas being them running around punching people do you remember your grandmother's um birthday what was it her 70th oh. birthday and they threatened each other with knives yeah. I mean, they pulled, off, okay. they pulled yeah. out knives and they're threatening each other. They're adults by this time. I, we, we should clarify that they are both grown men. And, <laughs> In their uh, 30s. Uh, they actually had, well, they, they were they were dinner knives because we were at a banquet hall for my grandmother's yeah. birthday. So it, wasn't like, it wasn't like they had switchblades on no, them no. for that purpose. No, no, no. no. But um, they weren't butter knives. No, they're those like steak knives, knives. Those knives would have cut them and might have even stabbed. That's, that's my family. That's yeah. this Christmas with my family. and uh, I call them the outlaws. The outlaws, yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, has my sister been arrested? No, I don't think so. I, th- I think me and my sister are the only two that I know of that haven't been arrested. Because my grandmother was almost arrested. When she had all the knives... No, well, <laughs> so there's a time when we were going into the courthouse, and she had a knife in her purse. That, oh, she had more than one knife. Well, she had a big knife in her purse. The big knife is what set it off. Uh, that her... Her father had given her? Her father had given her. Yeah. And that she had always carried around. And they're like, ma'am, you, you can't take that into the courthouse. Yeah, well, they kept pulling out knives from her purse. Yeah, but I'm talking about the time uh, when her husband was in jail. Ah. 
and he needed someone to run his illegal poker game, which would she did, and then the police came to bust up the illegal poker game, and her father was in the fire department. So the police come in, they, they break down the door, and I'm like, oh, hi, Diane. And uh, she was not arrested. The people there were. So that's, um, so that's, uh, so, that's uh, you know, uh, Christmas special. We're talking about uh, crime and corruption and uh, whatnot. And uh, we met my, um, one of my nephews for the first time. Because uh, my brother had a, another kid about eight months ago. And, uh, we haven't seen him before? I don't remember seeing him. He didn't even look familiar anyway. He looks just like your brother. I don't know. He looks like a baby, and babies are hideous and ugly. So my brother's not, not that. I mean, he's bald, like my brother, but I mean, that's it's not. Oh my god. And I had forgotten the kid's name uh, because my brother works for a certain car manufacturer and has for some time. And decided it would be a good idea to name his kid after his employer. Which I guess I'm glad his employer wasn't Google. Um, it's not the employer. It's the manufacturer of the vehicle he's, right. he's worked on for the last 15 odd years. Yeah. So I mean, no, he works for different dealerships. Yes. But he didn't name it after his employer who owns the dealership. No, he named it after, named it the, after the manufacturer yeah. of the car. What was that dealership that had the dog? I have no idea. Had a little jingle, and there was a there was a dog and a guy with a guitar. Oh, that one. Oh yeah. Come on, dog. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't know if they're still in business. Would have been funny if your brother had worked for Volkswagen. <laughs> Volkswagen Russell. <laughs> That's <laughs> be quite a name. So, in between getting ready for uh, the festivities with my. Uh, relatives. I've been running through some uh, testing for the Westphalia game, which is a six-player negotiation game that we've mentioned here and there. It's going to be hard to get test groups together. And this is part of the the issue with the game in general, I think, is that it's a six-player game that you need six players for. And uh, that's a hard ask for a lot of people, and certainly a hard ask in, in the testing. Well, it's a little better than seven. It is a little better than seven. I, it was going to be seven for a long time, and we are kind of struggling with that. And you said, Tom, make it six. Because you pointed out that uh, a lot of games play two to six, three to six. Not many games play to seven, so there's a chance you're going to be more likely to have a group of six than a group of seven. And that actually kind of solved a design problem I was having with the game with one of the seven factions. So that kind of made everything kind of fall into place to a degree. You're welcome. Yes, thank you. Once again, Mary saved the day. I save the day a lot. You do save the day a lot. You are my hero. Wow. You know, uh, Northern Pacific, the uh, the double links where they can go either way, mm-hmm. that was you. I know. That really makes the game, it, it elevates the game to a certain degree. We were in the store, in uh, the game store, R.A.W. Hobbies in Livonia. Uh, and they had North and Pacific there, and they had a little sign saying, hey, they, these are uh, customers that... Long-time customers. Yeah. They even had... Um, so we, when we first started buying there, it was... <laughs> they had the little U of M logo. Whenever U of M had a... Um, football game. Football game. However much they were ahead, she would give you that percentage off. So if they were 
um, 20 points ahead while you were in the store. They didn't have to have won. Mm -hmm. Just while they, you were in the store, if they were 20 points ahead, you would get 20% off. And they were way ahead of somebody the time we were in there and we bought um, Agricola. Yeah, we, we got that for a good price. Driving around and they were, we found out they were ahead by so much. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, so we went in there. It was like 30 or 40. It was like 45, 50%. Yeah. And I, I said, you know, now's the time for you to get Agricola. Because you were looking around, looking around, looking around. Uh, it was so expensive. And this isn't Tom's Agricola. No. I probably have played that Agricola more than I played my Agricola. I played my Agricola a lot. I did like the Seasons, though. This, uh, I the liked, Little Seasons uh, yeah. downloadable expansion. They didn't make it a whole lot easier for me. Because you're always stealing my wood and everything else. You stake your sheep. I'd wait, like, okay, I need some food, and take all these sheep. I said everything else. You take every. I it would, was mostly the sheep. I, I would go to get something, and, and you... I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh, no, he just took it. You know, here's the interesting thing about that, too. Part part of playing that game is playing destructively. It's playing to deprive other people of things and take things from people and whatnot. And I would say a lot of my two-player games that I design... I mean, they're destructive games in that the players are both pushing at each other. And there are a lot of multiplayer games, three-plus player games, that are primarily destructive in the way they're played. Um, Chicago Express, or Wabash Cannonball, which is probably the best train game ever made. I love that game. I've played it many, many times. But anyone who holds stock in the company can build track for that company. And like 10% of that time, if you and I both have stock in the company, then we're kind of building together, building towards something. And 90% of the time, if someone buys the stock in your company is so they can take your cubes and your money and waste it building off into the woods, which I may have done once or twice. Maybe that, once or twice per game. <laughs> so that was funny at the time. It stopped being funny at a certain point, and it stopped being interesting, and I'm not really super interested in... No, I agree with that totally. ...destructive play. I'm more interested in constructive play. Uh, and I think that's been reflected in, in some of my multiplayer, my three-plus player games. 4X... Uh, encourages constructive play. It encourages a degree of cooperation, even though it's a competitive game. And a lot of my economics games lately, I'd say starting to a degree with Iberian Gage, but uh, also going through London Northwestern and the Sioux Line, they're competitive games, but they're built to be played somewhat cooperatively, where it's trying to encourage constructive play, and it's most interesting when you're playing constructively and least interesting when you're playing destructively. Because look at something like Sellers of Catan. Sellers of Catan is a, you know, it's a trading game. It's a negotiation game. It's us trading resources in that. And that's constructive, right? I have played Sellers of Catan with people who do not want to trade. And it just, the game just doesn't work when people just sit there and don't trade. And when they play destructively or play in kind of naked self-interest. I think one problem with some of my recent economics games for some people is they approach those kinds of games looking for destructive play, looking for quote-unquote optimal play, uh, looking for being, you know, quote-unquote rational actors or whatever they want to call it, and they really turn up their nose at a cooperative element within a competitive game. And for me, that cooperative element inside a competitive framework that's what's interesting, and and the kind of dichotomy between wanting to win and needing to cooperate 
that's what's really interesting to me, and that's kind of the spirit of the game. So if someone plays train games or economics games and they don't want that cooperative element, they should stay away from my games. When we were playtesting Forex, we used to have a lot of cooperation. Somebody wanted a particular um, currency, they'd ask around the table, and you might have two or three people. When, when we had five or six people here, you might have two or three people who are willing to, to trade. Because it's not, I'm not building a cooperative game, right? It's a competitive game, mm-hmm. but it has these cooperative elements. Yeah. And actually, Westphalia probably fits that category, and it's probably more explicitly cooperative in that uh, each of the six players has their own victory conditions, and anyone who meets their victory conditions wins the game, unless all six players do. So you can have four players win or five players win. Uh, If they all meet those conditions, then they will all win. The problem is if all six meet their conditions, then it goes to scoring and only one player is going to win. You can pretty much see who's going to win if it goes to scoring. So if you're trying to win, then you are not going to allow everyone to win. So there's some cooperation, there is constructive play, there's also a destructive element, but it's not just about cheap, destructive, I'm going to build off into the woods kind of play. Mm-hmm. The great thing about the way we do games is we can do stuff we're interested in that's not necessarily commercial, not necessarily you know normal. If someone wants like a, a quote-unquote normal game experience, there are literally hundreds of other games that will give them that experience. Well, there's so many normal games out there. Yeah. Who wants normal? Bye, everybody. Bye.